Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Fox. Our My co-host, Ricky Valero, is out again this week. Uh, so we're going to do a quick episode. Uh, feel free to drop in uh, any comments or questions along the way, but I'm going to go over each of the four divisional round games, uh, give you some of Ricky's bets for the week. Uh, I'm going to give my predictions or my picks for NFL postseason awards and then end with a little movie corner. So just getting you some information to get you ready for one of the best weekends of the NFL year. You got to savor it all. We only have seven meaningful games left, including the four that we are going to get on Saturday and Sunday. So let's dive in. Last week with the uh, wild card round, uh, I ended up going four and two in my picks. I picked the Raiders. They obviously uh, did not come through. And then the Cowboys uh, lost to the San Francisco 49ers. My wife went three and three, although in her heart, she probably went four and two because she wanted to pick the 49ers. She just thought Dallas would win, as did I. At least we got two interesting games. Uh, we have, The other four were blowouts. I am hoping for a little bit more competitive action as we get through these games. So we're going to start with the Saturday slate. First game up is the Cincinnati Bengals. They finished the regular season 10 and 7, and they beat the Raiders 26 to 19 in the wildcard round. They are at the number one seed Tennessee Titans, who finished the year 12 and 5. The Titans were the only team in the AFC to get that bye week. Uh, this one could be a very fascinating game. Uh, the Titans were able to hold on and get the number one seed despite losing pretty much all their offensive stars throughout the season. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, at receiver were banged up. Derrick Henry broke his foot. But Ryan Tannehill was in there, kind of held it together. Mike Vrabel, the head coach, did a very good job of keeping the defense going, getting enough timely wins that they were able to finish 12-5. and five. And thanks to how hot they started the year, that was good enough to hold on for the number one seed. The Bengals were kind of up and down a little bit, had that huge win over the Chiefs in Week 17 to win the AFC North, and then looked pretty good in a win uh, last week against the Raiders. They have plenty of offensive firepower with second-year quarterback Joe Burrow, rookie Jamar Chase at receiver, second-year receiver T. Higgins, and, of course, the veteran Joe Mixon in the backfield. This has some interesting offensive options, especially for playing DFS or playoff competitions. I'm in a playoff competition. I took Chase as my bangle and Derrick Henry as my Titan. I am hoping we're going to see Derrick Henry. It seems like he's tracking. He's been practicing. Mike Vrabel said he's been increasing his reps every week. It looks like King Henry will be back, which gives the Titans their best set of offensive weapons. Brown and Jones return before the end of the season. That being said, I kind of like the Bengals here. I am actually going to pick the Bengals. When we get to Ricky's bets, you'll see that he and I are very much in agreement uh, this this week. We actually picked the same four winners for this round, which either means great minds think alike or both of us are in for a little bit of disappointment. But I'm picking the Bengals. There's just something about, uh, you know, in the AFC, I said for the playoffs, it was going to be the right team getting hot at the right time. 
I feel like the the Bengals have enough weapons and they are getting hot and they are playing pretty well. I think that game being in Tennessee rather than having to go to Kansas City or face Buffalo breaks the right way for them. And I like them to move on to the AFC Championship game. Cinderella story keeps on going. The nightcap on Saturday is the San Francisco 49ers, the lowest seed left in the NFC and the only wild card team to actually advance out of wild card weekend, taking on the number one seed Green Bay Packers. Green Bay was the top team in the NFC. They finished 13 and four. Aaron Rodgers having another MVP like season. He's one of the potential finalists. We will find out. Uh, NFL honors usually goes the Saturday before the Super Bowl. We'll find out for sure, but he's definitely in the running there. These two teams actually met earlier in the season in uh, San Francisco. The Packers were able to win that one 30 to 28 in kind of a shootout. In that game, the Packers trio of Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams all went off and did their thing to help pull them to victory. No Elijah Mitchell in that game for the 49ers. He has been kind of an X factor when he's played during the season. He was very good in the wild card win over Dallas, had 97 yards rushing and a touchdown, the first touchdown in the game. Figures to be a factor here. A big question for the 49ers, two big questions actually. First is Jimmy Garoppolo. He was dealing with that thumb injury coming into the playoffs. He hurt his shoulder last week. He's been practicing. I expect him to start, but we'll have to see if those injuries hamper him at all. Trey Lance, they're waiting in the wings. It is supposed to be pretty frigid in Green Bay on Saturday night, so that could be a factor as well. The other big factor, probably a bigger factor in my opinion, for the 49ers is Nick Bosa. He seems to be tracking to be able to come back. He, if you remember during the Cowboys game, he left with a concussion. They're hopeful that he is going to be able to play. I think they need him. The big key for the 49ers to me is that defense being able to do what it was able to do to Dallas. They smothered the running game. They put pressure on Dak Prescott. He couldn't get comfortable. He couldn't find his weapons and that helped bottle up the offense. That was something similar to what they did to the Rams in the second half in week 18 that got them into the playoffs. They are going to need to do that against Aaron Rodgers. They're going to have to bottle up Aaron Jones. They're going to have to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers and force him into throwing some balls away or some off-target throws if they want to contain this offense. If they can't, the Packers could be making their third straight trip to an NFC Championship game. And spoiler alert, I think that's where we're headed. I am picking the Packers in this one. I just think they're the better team right now. I'm not sold they get to the Super Bowl, but I think they will advance to next Sunday's championship game. The Sunday games, we begin with the second NFC battle and another good one. The Los Angeles Rams, who finished 12-5 and and then blew out the Arizona Cardinals in the wild card round, 34-11, will head to Tampa Bay to battle the second-seeded Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady. The Bucs finished 13-4. and They also had a huge win in the first round. They won 31-15. The game wasn't that close. They were up 31-0 on the Eagles after three quarters and kind of let off the gas in the fourth quarter, but it was still a comfortable win. This is an intriguing matchup. These two teams also met in the regular season. They met in week three in Los Angeles where the Rams were able to win 34-24 to to kind of get to remain undefeated at the time. Uh, in that game, they were actually able to get some run game going. Sony Michelle was there for them, ran for 67 yards to provide some balance, but both quarterbacks were clicking in that one. Each of them threw for more than 300 yards. Brady was over 400 yards. Matt Stafford threw four touchdowns. There was a lot of offensive fireworks. I think we could be in for that again. There are still some injuries uh, that are a concern for Tampa Bay. We mentioned 
last week, their receiving core has been banged up. Godwin's gone. Obviously, Antonio Brown's gone. Cyril Grayson's still dealing with a hamstring, has not been practicing. So he should have Evans and old reliable Rob Gronkowski, but they're going to be shorthanded there. The big question is the backfield. Leonard Fournette's still on IR, has been practicing, was designated to return. It's unclear if he will be ready. Also questionable are Giovanni Bernard, who played last week, and Ronald Jones, who was held out last week. I think they have a chance that they could have all four of their running backs, including Keyshawn Vaughn, available, or you could get some combination of three or two of them. If Leonard Fournette is back, I think that could be a big deal for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was very solid and really helped this offense during the regular season. If not, if they have Ronald Jones, I think that will still give them a little better punch. On the other side, it's being able to establish a running game to provide some balance that will be key for the Rams. They not only have Sony Michelle still, who looked good the first time they battled the Buccaneers, but they have Cam Akers, who looked really sharp in his return last week. He caught a big pass. He had some big running plays. I think those two are just enough. I like the Rams in this one. I'm picking another road team, the Los Angeles Rams, to get the win here and to advance to the NFC Championship game. That means my prediction for the NFC Championship game is the Packers hosting the Rams and what a heck of a game that would be. The late game on Sunday, which starts uh, at 6.30 Eastern, is the Buffalo Bills, the number three seed, at the Kansas City Chiefs, the number two seed. This, to me, is the matchup of the weekend. I like the early game on Sunday a lot. The couple, the Saturday games aren't bad, but this to me is going to be one heck of a matchup. Both of these offenses were on fire in Wild Card Weekend. The Bills hosted the Patriots and blew them out 47 to 17. I'm going to say in a game that wasn't even that close at the time. Josh Allen threw for five touchdowns. Devin Singletary ran for a couple of touchdowns. On Sunday night, the Chiefs did the same thing to the Steelers. They hung 42 points on them, blew them out. 42-21, Patrick Mahomes threw for five touchdowns. Travis Kelsey threw the sixth touchdown. Kelsey went for over 100 yards, caught a touchdown, threw a touchdown. These guys were on fire. These two teams played earlier this season in Kansas City with the Buffalo Bills pulling out the 38-20 win. At the time, it moved the Bills to 4-1, and one, and the Chiefs were 2-3. and three. The Chiefs went on a huge win streak in the middle of the season, actually end up finishing a game better, which is why they get to host this game. They, of course, had a tough loss in Week 17 to the Bengals. They also struggled and took the most of the game to get on top of the Broncos to win in Week 18 to lock up the number two seed. If they had lost that game, they, we, this game would be in Buffalo right now. Uh, the Bills... They struggled a little bit in the middle of the season after a December 6th loss to New England. They were sitting 7-5. They finished 4-1 and on a roll. Big piece of that was the running game led by Devin Singletary. When these two teams met early in the season, there wasn't much of a running game. Josh Allen was kind of leading the way. Singletary wasn't a big factor. He's been a huge factor down the stretch, including, as I mentioned, in the wildcard round where he went for 81 yards and two touchdowns. I think he's helped to bring some balance to the Bills' attack. I still like this Bills team when they are on. I think they are the toughest out in the AFC. I think they are on right now. Like I said, this probably will be the game of the weekend. I'm looking forward to this one. I picked the Bills to be in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. 
prior to the season. I am sticking with them getting the win here. That means if you're keeping track, I picked three of four road teams this weekend. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. As I said, Ricky picked the same four teams, but my AFC championship prediction is the Buffalo Bills hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. What a fascinating AFC championship game that would be if we end up getting it. One that I'm sure no one was picking back in August. So those are my wildcard weekend previews and picks. I'm going to head now and give you some of the bets that Ricky likes this weekend. He has at least one bet from each game. I mentioned Ricky is on the Bengals. He likes Joe Burrow over one and a half touchdown passes, and he likes the Bengals plus three and a half in that one. So kind of an interesting couple of bets. He thinks the Bengals offense is going to remain hot. That was kind of my bet as well. In the nightcap on Saturday, he likes receiver Alan Lazard over 40 and a half receiving yards. He thinks Lazard's going to play a factor there. All the focus is going to be on Devontae Adams, but you can't sleep on some of these other Packers weapons. In the first game on Sunday, he likes the Rams, Buccaneers, point total combined over 47, and I like that as well. I think 47 feels like kind of a low total. I wouldn't be surprised if one or both of these teams gets into the 30s. The first time they played, they scored 58 total points. I think we're in for at least that same amount. And in the last game of the weekend, he likes quarterback Josh Allen over one and a half touchdown passes. Allen had five touchdown passes last week. I think he gets to at least three. I like that bet too. Ricky and I are on the same page, which Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. We will know on Monday morning. Before I turn to Pop Culture Corner, I wanted to give a rundown. Uh, If you follow me on Music City Drive-In website on Monday, I posted my predictions or my picks for postseason awards for the NFL. I did NFL MVP, Coach of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and Fantasy MVP. So I'm going to give you those picks right now as well. For NFL MVP, I went with Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. He threw for over 5,000 yards, 43 touchdowns, only six interceptions. I know it seems cliche. He's won it a lot, but there wasn't any incredible standout superstar uh, performances. You can make a case for Aaron Rodgers. I went with Brady because I thought what he had to do balancing out injuries and finishing with some of these massive career numbers uh, was a little more impressive So I went with him for MVP. I think it's going to come down to one of those two, but we will see. Coach of the year is an interesting one. You can make a case for a lot of different coaches. What Zach Taylor did, helping to get the Bengals into the playoffs was pretty impressive. What Mike Vrabel did, helping to keep the Tennessee Titans at the number one seed despite losing all of his offensive stars was fairly impressive. Can't forget about Bill Belichick, who rebounded off of a down year and had the Patriots playing really well at one point in time in November. They were the, and early December, they were the number one seed in the AFC. Had a little rough finish, didn't have a great playoff showing, but still impressive. These are regular season roads. But I ended up going with Rich Basaccia. Las Vegas Raiders, up and down season, had a lot of off-season issues and turmoil that took an impact, but he kept them going. He kept them winning. They won the last four games of the regular season to make it into the playoffs. I thought they had a good showing in Wild Card Weekend. I was very impressed by what he did uh, during a tumultuous season, so he was my pick for Coach of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I don't think Uh, there's much question. It's got to be Jamar Chase for the Bengals. He came up biggest in the biggest moments that uh, 11 catch, 236 yard, 
three touchdown performance against the Chiefs in week 17 kind of salted that away. He was impressive. My defensive rookie of the year pick was Mike Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys. I think one of the biggest differences between the 2020 Dallas squad and the 2021 Dallas squad is that incredible improvement on defense. Mike Parsons was their number one pick and he looked every bit of that, getting a lot of pressures, helping out in the run game. He was a huge factor on defense. They would not have won 12 games without him on there. And my fantasy MVP pick, Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers. He had six receiving touchdowns. He had eight rushing touchdowns. He was a factor on both ends. He was a guy that was, you know, heading into August, there was a lot of debate whether he or Brandon Ayuk was going to be the bigger receiver for the 49ers. Most of us thought that George Kittle would still be the number one threat in that offense, but Samuel was rock steady all season, uh, produced some huge numbers for where you got him in drafts. He ends up being a league winner for you. So he is my pick for fantasy MVP. Again, you can read the full uh, context of uh, my picks and my justification on the site. My full uh, analysis of the playoff previews will uh, come out later on Friday afternoon on the site as well. So you can check that out. Before I get out of here, I wanted to touch on a couple of things for our movie corner. There is not a lot of incredible new releases this week. Uh, There's a lot of different kind of things, but one of probably the most popular will be Redeeming Love, which is a romance based on a novel by Francine Rivers. Uh, It's one of my wife's favorite uh, books. I know there's a lot of ladies that really love it. Guys, this is a great date opportunity, especially since last weekend we watched football three nights in a row. This weekend, going to have a lot of packed football on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, This was very popular with the ladies. I went to a preview screening uh, last night with my wife. She really enjoyed it. I thought it was a decent movie. may not be your best cup of tea, but, uh, you know, it's not bad to go out there, have a little date night. This is a pretty decent option. The other thing I wanted to highlight is North American Film Critics Association. That's a a group that um, Ricky helped to start and that I'm a part of. We are actually going to be announcing our nominees for our 2021 slate of film awards this Sunday night. It will the nominees will be announced live on a live stream. You can catch that on our YouTube channel, on Twitter, on Facebook. Please tune in, give us your support, see who we uh, who we ended up nominating. I don't even know who who all is going to get nominated yet. There's a few tiebreakers that are going to be broken live on the air. It's been a lot of fun. This is our first year doing this. We're really excited about it. Uh, I would love to have you all check that out and be a part of it. But other than that, it's kind of a little bit of a slower time for new releases. Uh, Hopefully Ricky will be back next week as we look at the championship games. We will also probably be talking about uh, our new movie rating site, Ripe Banana, which has the banana meter. We're going to kick off and start rating movies very soon. Proud to be a part of that. Uh, Really proud of Ricky's work getting that established. Can't wait for you guys to see it. But for now, hope that you all enjoy this divisional round weekend. Only two meaningful weekends left of football after this. Uh, Hopefully we get some really competitive games after last week's four blowouts and uh, two interesting matchups. Hopefully we have four competitive games this week. For now, I'll see you then.